Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hi, friends, and happy September. I don't know about you, but I am back into the swing of things, back into the routine. I'm a teacher, so I've been back for teacher meetings for a couple of weeks now, and we had students this last week. So it's been a little busy. I haven't gotten as many podcasts out as I'd like to, but hopefully now that we're getting back into this, I'll get on a little bit more regular of a schedule. But over the years, I've noticed that I am not the only one who feels super busy and overwhelmed during this time. Other teachers are back to work, but also parents with kids have their kids back in school and back in after school activities. And even if you don't have kids, you might have groups that paused over the summer and are starting back up. When I check in with people, their answer is, I'm so busy. (laughs) So today, I wanted to share a few ways that I have overcome the overwhelm. (laughs) I used to feel like I was a hamster running on a wheel, working so hard and getting nowhere. Always just a little behind, not quite getting to my to-do list every single day and having it get longer. Telling myself, I don't have enough time to do everything. I can't add one more thing. There's no, this is no way to be. Don't just live your life by getting by. There are steps you can take to change from just surviving to thriving. My tip number one is use weekends to plan and prepare. Whatever time that you can find to do this will serve you for the rest of the week. Your future self will thank you. This means writing down all the things that you need to do for the week so that it's no longer in your head. Because that can cause loss of sleep when you sit at night and be like, oh wait, I have to do this too and I have to do this. And your brain is like trying to help you remember. But if it knows that you've written it all down, it can let go of that. And then you want to take that list and you want to prioritize it. Once you've prioritized what needs to happen, look at your full week and time block for those priorities. Look at your schedule, rearrange it, find where you're going to fit everything in. And this includes self-care, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> you also want to plan out your meals. Even better, get some of your meal prep done. There are some great online resources. I once found a page with 30 Instant Pot frozen meals. There were like 30 different meals where you prep what it's needed, you put it in a Ziploc bag, and you stick it in your freezer. Then the day that you want to eat it, you put that frozen concoction into the instant pot with a cup of water and then set the the pressure cooker timer done dinner (laughs) i'll also double batch a recipe and then put half of it in the freezer for another day the rest of your week will feel less frantic if you take this time on the weekend to plan and prepare and your mindset is better served when it knows that you have a plan for the things that you need to get done And if you're time blocking it out and realizing that you actually don't have enough time to fit it all in, that's when you really need to look at, are there things I need to say no to? Are there things I need to delegate? 
especially if you have children who are beyond their toddler years, what can you assign to them? Because that's good for them too, to learn those skills of doing chores and contributing to a family. So look at what you can delegate and what you can drop if you really can't fit it in when you're time blocking. Tip number two, da da dun prioritize sleep. <laughs> Our brains function better when they get the time they need to reset. And there have been scientific studies that have been done to prove that even people who think that they can get by on less sleep, they actually aren't. Like cognitive abilities go down the less sleep that you get. So there was this really amazing study that... um had people not only take the cognitive test, but assess their own cognitive abilities. And there was one group who didn't sleep for like 48 hours. And then there was another group that got only like four to five hours. And after a couple nights of that, they were at the same cognitive level as the people who had gotten no sleep. Yet they didn't, that didn't, that didn't come across in their assessment of their own cognitive abilities they thought those were still higher and that they were doing fine. Um, so, and then there was another group that was only six hours. Um, and then there was the group who had eight hours every night. So it really does make a difference. So whatever you can do to prioritize that sleep, the better it will be for everything you're trying to do. I like to set a get ready for bed alarm. Like it actually says that on it. Like it'll come up on my phone and says, get ready for bed. And then the trick is to listen to it. And this will take some training. If you need extra help with that, you might want to search out the book Atomic Habits. Great, great tips for that. So you set your bedtime alarm and you follow it and you go to bed. Um, I'm parents of infants. I know that you are a whole different story. You need to sleep whenever you can and allow others to help you. <laughs> okay, tip number three, shift your mindset around time. I know, this sounds woo-woo, but it really makes a huge difference. Catch yourself when you're saying that you're too busy. Cancel, cancel. Change to saying, I have enough time to do all that I need to do. Even if you don't believe it, saying that out loud will make a difference and will lead to you believing it. So it really helps when you start doing tip number one because then you can trust that you do have time for everything you need to do because you've allotted it. Um, but even if you haven't gotten to that step yet, it really will make a difference saying this statement. Because time really is a construction of our mind. Um, this idea was first introduced to me by Deepak Chopra in a meditation series. And when I implemented his suggestions from that, things really did change for me. And I've used this with my students and clients as well. And they have told me that it helps them immensely. So changing that language that you say to yourself, like never say I'm too busy, like always say, catch yourself and change it. I have enough time to do all that I need to do. Um, and it will make a difference. All right. Tip number four, take time to take care of you. <laughs> I like to think of an analogy that I heard from Rachel Hollis. Um, what happens if you just keep pouring from a water pitcher? Well, it gets empty eventually, right? But what happens if you constantly pour into a water pitcher? It always stays flow and it overflows to everything around it. So 
when I'm prioritizing taking time to take care of myself, I'm picturing this overflowing water pitcher, knowing that everyone in my life is going to benefit from this time that I'm using to take care of myself. And I'll even during the activity, when I find myself wandering, my mind wandering to my to-do list, I will say to myself, Lisbeth, this is the time that you've given to yourself to do this. And it helps me let go of that and stay present in what I'm doing. And you can't do all the things that others are expecting of you or even that you're expecting of yourself if you aren't taking care of you. For me, this means moving my body, eating nutritiously, mindset work, and meditating. And meditating is so important that it's going to get its own number though. (laughs) So I get up an hour before everyone else in my house so that I have some time for myself. Now, this is integrated into my, what was it, tip number two, my bedtime alarm. It is set in time that I will get my eight hours before that hour that I'm waking up. Um, So one thing, the thing that I do for my mindset work in that hour that I have for myself is I scan my life for the day before and I list 10 things that I'm grateful for. This keeps me focused on the positive and how blessed I am. I also write down my 10 dreams as statements as if they are true now. And that keeps me focused on where I'm heading and manifesting what I want for my life. And then I used to do my workout during this time as well. But with school starting, I prioritize the time that my brain is working the best for my coaching work. So then I'll move into doing my coaching work before I head to my teaching job. And I do my workout when I get home from work. And doing my workout every day gets my heart rate going, clears out those stress hormones like cortisol, and helps me to sleep better, just to name a few of the things. So taking that time like, is so beneficial. And it doesn't have to be hours. You do not have to go to the gym for hours to get this effect. It can be 30 minutes. Heck, it can even be 20 minutes if you're really worried about time talk to me. I will set you up with some really time efficient workouts that are fabulous and fun. And then I, and then don't skip meals. Nutrition matters, right? Sometimes we can get so busy that if we haven't planned ahead and we haven't packed for ourselves, we just either don't eat or we grab food that isn't nutritious for us. So you want to do tip number one to make sure that you are fueling your body with the food that it needs to function the best. Hi friend, I wanted to take a break from the episode to tell you about a new course I launched called The Mindset Makeover. Are you struggling with your mindset? Are you finding yourself self-sabotaging? Do you struggle with manifesting the life that you want for yourself? I built this course for people who recognize that they are getting in their own way. I talk about limiting beliefs and how to replace them, as well as simple daily practices that you can do to better your mindset. We also dive into self-compassion, mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, and habit hacks. And it's built with busy people in mind. Each section is made of short videos and worksheets that you can do at your own pace. You can learn more about it by clicking on the link in my Instagram bio. All right. Back to the episode. And last but not least, tip number five, meditation. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the story of how I accidentally discovered the effects that daily meditation has because I think that explains it the best. So after I had a C-section, 
Um, I wanted to make sure that I healed my body correctly and I wasn't getting, um, help that I needed from my doctor. Like I just felt like I was left on my own. So I found this class that was a physical therapy class, small group. There's four of us in there who would all had C-sections and we were given assignments to do. And one of the first assignments we were given was this breathing and muscle work exercise where we like just laid on the bed and we had to like breathe in and release all of our pelvic floor muscles and breathe out and pull them all in. And it took all of my concentration and I would do it for like five minutes every day. And I was very diligent about it because I wanted to heal these muscles correctly. Your brain can get disconnected from those muscles and it can cause so many problems down the line. Um, so if you're in that point, you should ch- check out, I have like a Thinkific course for getting back into exercise um, after having a baby. And then if you want even more than that, I can tell you who I went to. She offers online things. So talk to me. <laughs> Side note, but anyways, so I'm doing these this breathing muscle work, right? Every day. And after a couple of weeks, I suddenly was like, why am I feeling so Zen? Like I just felt this different feeling, this calmness. And I realized, wait a minute, when I was doing those exercises, I was meditating. And it, it was like, things were no longer flying at my face. Cause I kind of like how I felt like I was just reacting to everything that came towards me. Instead it was like, it was coming slow motion and I had time to think about how I would respond. I was calmer. I didn't get frustrated so fast. It really had changed the way that my brain operated. So that is why I'm saying that meditation gets its own tip number. It is one of the biggest things you can do for getting rid of that feeling of overwhelm. Uh, so I challenge you to, even if you don't believe me, to do it consistently for three weeks and just see how you feel. It has to be consistent though. You have to find a time in your schedule that's going to work. Um, and if you need, uh, I have a three week meditation series that I can recommend. Um, so just talk to me if you want that resource. is what I have for you this week, friends. Those are my five tips for overcoming the overwhelm. Plan and prepare, prioritize sleep, shift your mindset, take time to take care of you, and meditate. If you want the tools that I mentioned during this podcast and a group to help you stay accountable to actually following these tips, then talk to me about joining my Overcome the Overwhelm Wellness Group. You can also feel free to reach out to me on Instagram with any questions. My handle is at Lisbeth underscore Koning. I'd love to connect with you over there. I'd also love if you left a review for me for what, on whatever you listen to podcasts uh, so more people can find the show. I hope that you have a fabulous week and don't forget to take a deep breath.